It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about, it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story when you actually put it into words is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great pace, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello and welcome back to Generation Skywalker. This is this edition of The Modern Way. I have to apologise, I'm a bit croaky um, and my voice keeps disappearing today. So let's meet the team and someone who sounds a lot worse than me, so we're all right. He's even more bunged up, that's Craig. Good evening, Craig. Hello. I've come on, I'm going to struggle on like a brave soldier. That's it, mate. We're soldiering on. We are. Keeping it real. We've also got, oh, there is, there's proof of that one. Uh, we've also got Mark with us. Good evening. Good evening I'm, uh, I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders tonight. That's good. That's good. And we've got Daniel. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. Okay, so it's been a little while. Tonight's show, we've got a bit of news to chat. The Razor Crest has landed and there has been several announcements. So we're going to go through those. But first of all, boys, since the last show, anyone been flashing the cash with a bit of modern Star Wars? Uh, Mark? No, sorry, nothing this time. Nothing at all? No, not not a bean, although having a look through what we're talking about tonight, I might make a purchase. Dan? Ooh, two things. I've got my Razor Crest, which I know we're going to talk about more in a little while, and I also got the, the Shore Trooper. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember which one it is I've got. I can't remember which one I've bought. The command, is it the Commander? I don't know. He's a Shore Trooper. He looks cool, though. I did an unboxing for him. Squad Leader Command. That's it. Shore Trooper, Squad Commander. <laughs> got there in the end. <laughs> So that was oh, a bit hopefully. of a whim, that one. That was, uh, yeah, I think um, Grant pointed out how cheap it was going for on uh, Toys Wonderland, so I pulled the trigger on that one. Yeah, nice. Craig? Uh, not purchasing, but my Milestones Princess Leia uh, statue turned up from Gentle Giant, which I filmed. You can go and see it for yourself on YouTube. Did a little unboxing. Oh, very nice. Quite weighty, isn't it? It's very heavy, yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me in the in the comments, would you put it in a detolf? <laughs> and I, I said, you know what, I probably wouldn't. Unless it was it's on the that box. heavy, so you wouldn't put it on a glass I, I shelf. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want. I mean, I, I can't speak for IKEA's glass 
tensile strength, but I, I don't think I'd sleep at night if it was on a glass shelf. Fair enough. What about you, Stu? What did you get? Well, well you do you know what? That's the question, isn't it, really? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not actively buying at the moment. Lots of stuff has arrived. I mean, my Razor Crest has arrived. Mark said he hasn't got anything. I know that his has arrived as well. We'll get on to that. Right. I did get, yeah, I did. You are right. I forgot all about the Razor Crest, the thing that I've been waiting a year and a half for. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've got four Hot Toys arrive. My Lando finally arrived. I, too, bought the Shore Trooper after Grant posted that link. Uh, the Biker Scout and the Tuscan. I haven't opened any of them. They're all under my desk, boxed up. I'm going to do an unboxing on the Tuscan in the next few days. My Kota Kabir, Battle of Endor, Little Rebels, remember the, we covered them, the Ewoks, all over the ATST. That's arrived. That's still in a box strapped up as well, which I'll be doing an unboxing of uh, in the next few days. And um, I also bought myself a, a Greedo costume, full size, with the hands and everything. So I just need a mask and I need his weapon so I can dress up a, uh, a mannequin as Greedo. So, um, yeah, a few bits and pieces have arrived, but uh, actually not one of them is actually out of a box. Yeah, do need to sort that out at some point. What's the story behind the Greedo costume? Where did you get that from? Yeah, just the costume came off for sale, so I just thought, oh, it's got the hands and everything. Yeah, just randomly buy something like I sometimes do, but it's just sat folded up on top of my printer ever since. So, okay then, so a few bits and pieces into the collections. So, Let's get on to a bit of news since we've had since the last uh, last show. I know that we covered this in the very early modern way is that Hasbro's uh, license was going out with Star Wars. We at the time we discussed whether Disney would would let more people have it and not so much Hasbro. But Hasbro have renewed their Star Wars license. So, Mark, can you just take us through through that story? Uh, yeah, I mean, there isn't a great deal uh, of information uh, not not as particular moment in time anyway about it other than that they have renewed the license i think there was a, a bit of hoo-ha about whether they would or wouldn't um there's been plenty of sort of hits and misses with hasbro over the years with star wars in particular that the license doesn't cover everything with disney uh, that's one thing that was made clear um that you know they, they don't have carte blanche across all of disney's um branding but they did mention in the press release something about the new Indiana Jones film coming out in next year, yeah. I think it is. Is it next year, 2023? Yeah, yeah. They've just finished filming it. Yeah, there, there's still no uh, sort of title or even a working title at the moment, as far as I'm aware, just Indy 5. Um, but they, in the press release, it was mentioned that they were looking at creating an action figure line for Indy 5. Ooh, exciting. I don't know about you, but I really didn't rate the last indie film I thought no. was a bit, <laughs> bit poor to be honest with you and I, I just I don't see where they can possibly go with the indie five just maybe some things are just best left alone a friend of mine um he uh, yeah, a friend of a friend one of those but he had some photographs forwarded to him of some a castle because they did a lot of the filming in the UK and it had um Nazi flags all over it and then they showed a, there were some photos in the press of Indiana Jones or you know, of Harrison Ford on the set. And he had all the, the dots on his face. So my guess would be they're going to de-age him. I don't know if it's going to be for the whole film or all of it. But we're going to see Indy fighting Nazis again. Oh, that's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be yeah. one of the fake type things, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know if it's the entire film or it's a flashback at the start, maybe the opening of the film. But, you know, he had, yeah, he had set photos of the castle with big, uh, big Nazi flags hanging off the front of it. It just begs belief, really, that there's still a market for a, an action figure line for Indiana Jones. I mean, they've, they've tried it sort of several times, haven't they? Mm. Uh, see, the first one with um, 
Razor Lost on Kenner. Um, that wasn't a great hit. Uh, that was uh, sort of peg warmers, wasn't it? Shelf warmers. Um, if they did a um, if they did a black series line six inch and they covered all the movies and the sculpts were as good as what the Star Wars sculpts are now, I, I would be tempted to put a little line of my favourite bits and pieces from them out. I think I think for adult collectors there's a market there, but for kids like kids action figures, kids really uh, into Indiana Jones the same way. I mean, they, yes. they, they did bring out the Indiana Jones. Uh, toys a few years back, didn't they? And they well, tried to cover all the films, but there was a lot of um, uh, Crystal Skull stuff in there. You can't give that stuff away on on, on eBay now. The um, the Temple of Doom stuff was brilliant. The little short round and partic- that range particularly were great for that movie. But the Crystal Skull ones from the same line, the same time, were, were pretty poor. <laughs> Yeah, I just it, it just surprised me when they made that press release that they would have that in there. It's like a you know a big reveal. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Did you think it was strange with the wording a little bit though? Because it talks about extensions rather than renewal. And I think the last one they seem to be hit only two year extensions. Where in the past it's been like a ten year contract. It looks like they're you know maybe Lucasfilm or Disney don't go for that kind of length of contract anymore and it will just be a continuous every two year cycle and whether or not they're going to keep the keep the contract or not or the license for star wars i, I personally think that's just um testament to how the toy industry has evolved over recent years the longevity of some some lines and some things just don't have you know it, it's it's it, it, it's not the same as it was 20 years ago 20 30 years ago um so yeah it, it not a massive surprise to me, to be honest with you. Obviously, also, we've also had the Kenobi trailer. The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? got me very very excited i'm really enjoying what they're doing i did enjoy i've watched the book of boba fett again actually and on the fourth viewing through i probably enjoyed it the most i've enjoyed it so i think they're getting stuff right what did everyone think of that trailer 
I think it was brilliant. I thought the um came out well. We had the, the is it Entertainment Weekly. They posted some photos in the morning, and then by four o'clock in the afternoon, they had a you know I think it's I think it's about a ninety second trailer. But yeah, really exciting to see Ewan McGregor back as as Obi Wan, and just yeah, it's a real tease, isn't it, of what 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 it could be. You know, we're hearing that Aiden Christensen's coming back. We're going to see flashbacks of the Clone Wars. We're going to see Darth Vader. They didn't give any of that away in the trailer, but that's the rumours and. Yeah, Inquisitors flying around. So I imagine there'll be some youngsters quite excited. Fans of Rebels from a few years ago. But yeah, I think it look, it's going to be another great show But from that trailer. I'm going to agree with Dan there about the Inquisitor bit because when the trailer first hit, I gave Zach a shout, my son, come watch this. We sat there and watched it first time together and we both got excited about different elements to it. So again, it's that crossover between generations. He was so excited to see the Inquisitors. Uh, and to me, it's like, I don't even know what they are. You know, I don't know them as as, as well as Zach does because he, he enjoyed watching the Clone Wars and whatever. But yeah, I, I loved it. I'm I'm more excited about Kenobi than I ever was as soon as I found out about Book of Boba Fett. I was like neither here nor there about Book of Boba Fett. Whereas as soon as I knew Kenobi was coming, I thought this is what I'm, you know we've been waiting for. I'm more excited about this than you know. Andor as well, which we've got uh, later on this year as well. And Bad Batch Season 2. Yeah, loads coming, isn't there? Now, I understand this is set uh, eight years after Revenge of the Sith. And there's 18 years between Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One. So it's kind of in the middle because Luke's meant to be eight years old when he's sitting on top of that, on top of the homestead. It's great. John Williams has written new music, isn't he, for it as well? Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. lovely to hear. And Jewel of the Fates, that music in that trailer. Oh, every time I hear it, it's just such a good choice, that trailer. I was going to say, I love the little formula that we always go through with these these releases. You know, we get the poster and then you get people going, oh, it's not a very good poster. This fan-made poster was better and there's the old buzz about that. And then there'll be some behind-the-scenes pictures from usually Vanity Fair. It was Entertainment Weekly this time and everyone gets excited about that. And then the trailer drops and, you know, people will pick on one element and go off on a tangent and moan that the inquisitors don't look like they do in the animation world in compared to how they look in real life and then you get the memes i mean how many how many times have i seen uh ewan mcgregor looking through some binoculars even today like a week or two later it's ridiculous we mentioned the, the obviously the animation but the games as well the uh, jedi fallen order that i think the base the inquisitors are on is, is from that game or features in that game as well so they're, they're, they're crossing it over in all directions not just the, the animated and tv stuff comes out my birthday if you didn't know well i will will be getting a uh ewan mcgregor hot toy definitely and then i could put it under my desk <laughs> <laughs> something else i wanted to raise was how tv shows are affecting prices we've seen it a couple of times we saw it with the debut starfighter during book of boba fett and uh I've seen posts for the Inquisitor figure, which I had a load of Inquisitors on the old um, Saga series packets. Couldn't get rid of them for love nor money. And all of a sudden you're seeing them selling for 25, 30 quid. So I thought maybe this would be an interesting little report. So Mark, you're going to take this. You've had a little look at it. Yeah, I think it's inevitable, isn't it? That when something is, is sort of hits the screens, TV show or film or otherwise, interest is peaked and you've only got to look at how prices rose drastically over the space of a few months when we found out that The Force Awakens was getting made. That's what prompted me to start collecting uh, again, you know, got the, got the collecting bug again. So, you know, Book of Boba Fett, prices of, say, loose. I mean, Boba Fett stuff as a rule always comes with a Boba Fett tax, doesn't it? It's, it's widely known that you pay a Fett tax. And the book of Boba Fett has been proof that prices for certain things just shoot up. Loose 
vintage Boba Fetts are sky high at the moment. I've seen them sell uh, nearly £100 for a loose, nice example. They've always been £30, £40 with a blaster for as long as I can remember, really. They've always maintained a sort of level price. There's no surprise to me that they've suddenly shot up in value. But it's not right across the board. You know, just because you see a Rancor in Book of Boba Fett doesn't mean the price is Rancors or suddenly shoots up. Because I've been looking at those and uh, the Power of the Force 2 ones and the vintage ones all seem to be more or less the same sort of price. Tuscan Raiders, price hasn't really been affected by the the show at all. Interest has, uh, but it hasn't really affected the prices too much. The one thing or the several things that do sort of find themselves going up in value are, and you can't really pinpoint this, it just happens to be, wow, that's really cool. And that was the Naboo Starfighter. For example, in December, before Book of Boba Fett hit, uh, a boxed example sold for £6.50. That's a boxed one. Really nice condition. This was on eBay. £6.50 before Book of Boba Fett. A loose one sold in mid-February for £50. So that just goes to show you what a certain element of a show. It's all of a sudden, oh, wow, I want to scratch build that. And, of course, there's only so many of these uh, examples out there. So I, I saw loads of people doing Lego, customised builds of uh, the Naboo Starfighter out of Lego. There's loads and loads of those because it's easy enough to do. I also saw, I don't know if you can remember, the old uh, Toys R Us huge Naboo Starfighter store display. And you could pick them up for a couple of hundred pounds. There's quite a few of them knocking around out there. Uh, but there was a guy, uh, Toy Weaver, who's is, is, uh, is on Facebook, to Toy Weaver. He's scratch building one of those. He's basically turning Mando version uh, into one of those. So you can imagine how big that's going to be. And this guy's really, really good with uh, stuff that he does. He's really hands-on, very clever, talented guy. So I'm looking forward to how that progresses. But a lot of people converting the um, old uh, Hasbro ones, uh, you know, the ones with the bendy tails and engine fins at the back. Uh, A lot of people spraying those up and sticking bits on and turning them into um, Mando uh, Naboo Starfighters. So that does affect prices it's it but it just depends on what element if something is deemed to be like really cool oh wow i really love that rush out onto ebay and all of a sudden everybody's after the same thing and of course that just drives the price up so yeah it's not right across the board but just specific things so it'll be interesting to see what happens with kenobi and andor whether there's certain things in that whether they bring a new character an old character back and put them center stage to see if uh, we get a similar kind of uh, effect going on there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Is the uh, EOP, the, the Naboo Starfighter in of the Kenobi series? I bloody hope so. I've got two or three of them. <laughs> Sorry, the what was that, Craig? Is the what? That camel thing. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the, I reckon Jar Jar's going to make a guest appearance and all his stuff's going to go through the roof. You've heard it here first. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all by that. He's just a street entertainer now, if you listen to Book Month. He is turning tricks for pennies. You, you talked about Hot Toys, the Obi-Wan Hot Toy, that's that's starting to go up. Well, it's, been, it's been expensive for a while, but you can see a lot of people going on the Facebook pages saying, you know, for the wanted posts, asking for Dark Side Anakin and the Obi-Wan Kenobi Revenge of the Sith Hot Toy they released a few years ago. So, yeah, people are already trying to snap those up, and there's a premium on those. I, I think that's crazy, though, because... There's no way that Hot Toys do not release Kenobi to go along with the series. 
I mean, you've only got to look at what's come out for Mando. We're seeing Fett appear. We're going to see more stuff from that. It's um, bonkers that they're going to pay over the odds for something that will definitely re- maybe repack to slightly different. But People are overpaying for yellow N1 Starfighters. And you know at some point Hasbro are going to release that. Got it. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. I heard... Um, Someone talking the other day saying that it would be great. Yeah, when they do, we talk, you know, we talked about Haslab ideas and whether that would be a, a vintage collection. Would it be suitable for that? Probably not, but not big enough. But it could work for a Black Series. They wanted to do. A, we talked about what they could do for a Black Series Haslab. Hey, yeah, Mando, oh, and Starfighter. Definitely be up for that. Lots of toys coming as well. I think it'll be tough for you to keep up with it, Dad. Now you're one of everything, man. Climb into the electronic Naboo fighter and clash with the Trade Federation. You're Anakin Skywalker, hurtling into battle against an overwhelming droid fighter assault. I know we're in trouble, just hang on! Naboo is getting pounded. You managed to take one down. Only 2,000 more to go. You haven't experienced Star Wars until you phone the electronic Naboo fighter. Droid fighters sold separately, batteries not included. Since we last spoke, I think we covered it on the last show. Where was the Razor Crest? Delay after delay after delay. Then they shipped and we finally got hold of the Razor Crest. Now, we're going to talk about it here tonight. I had real issues getting hold of mine. But Daniel and Mark, you've both had yours. Mark, I think you're keeping yours in the box. Dan, you have unpacked yours alongside Harrison. And there is obviously a unboxing of that over on our YouTube channel. So what are your two thoughts about the item? I, I got mine on the Sunday. And this was delivered by Royal Mail. We've I never get anything from Royal Mail on a Sunday. Absolutely weird. And I reckon I must have been one of the first people to get one of these because I remember commenting as I, I was uh, we back the Razor Crest Facebook group. I reckon I was the first person in the UK to post on that group that I'd had mine. Uh, I'd been out with my daughter in, in the morning to a, a beer extract, and uh, when I got back, there's this huge box there. I can't remember ordering anything that big and then realised it was the Razor Crest. I couldn't believe it. I think one of the first comments I made to you guys was, I was expecting the box to be a lot bigger for some reason. It was, it's, it's quite, not as big as I thought it was going to be. Uh, but that said, very, very impressed with it. <laughs> but like you said, Stu, I'm, I'm keeping mine uh, mint sealed. I'm not, I'm not tempted to break it out just yet. But I, I do, I do love it. And I really love the box illustration. It's very, very good. Now you've built built it. I mean, actually, before I say you've built it, Dan, um, Mark, I don't know whether you've seen a GW acrylic. Always knock great things out. Christian's uh, doing a great job. He's already got a case if you wanted to keep it in the box, hasn't he? An acrylic case that fits the Razor Crest. Yes, he has. Yeah, I think it was a limited edition pre-order. Yeah, it's going to be a big lump of acrylic. You wouldn't put that on a glass detail shelf either. No. So, maybe a new focus, Craig. You could have hey, um, things you can't put on a glass shelf collection. Glass <laughs> shelf. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, Dan, you did get it out with Harrison. What's the build like? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, I was I was so excited. When it came, I was proper, like, it, you know, grinning here to it. We'd waited so long for it. And it was, yeah, just the whole build up to getting it. I mean, it's here now. It's been on the shelf for, like, what was it, nearly a month. And I've kind of, I still look up at it and go, oh, yeah, that's nice. But yeah, it, you always, it's always sometimes it's the experience of of the, uh, of the getting it rather than actually once you've got it in hand. But it is, it's a fantastic piece. It weighs a ton. It's, it's a lump. I know you were saying the box weren't very big, Mark, but it weighs an absolute ton. You know, putting it together is pretty simple. The two wings snap on, the two guns at the front snap on. But then, there's so much more to it than on the inside you've got lots of panels
panels and bits and pieces that come off and I still haven't really got around all of it I found a gun in the rear tail of it the other day you've got all the carbonite blocks you've got the carbon freeze chamber plastic baggie full of different guns and bags and all sorts you know I haven't I've barely scratched the surface of it but yeah it's, it, it, it looks it looks brilliant I think I said in the video you know you, you look at hot toys and things like that and, and how impressive they are this is this is on that sort of scale I think I think it's a really great centerpiece for a collection if you're if you're into that what uh, what happened with um, your sense, Stu? Tell us about that because that was a bit of a, an epic tale, wasn't it? Oh, do you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna rinse Savvy too much, okay? But so I was the first one to back it. I backed it when we first ever covered it on the show. It came away. I probably backed it a good month before anyone else on the on the team. But when I was backing it, I I purchased a tiki mug at the same time. Didn't think too much of it. The tiki mug was available. The tiki mug arrived a few days later. Nowhere did it come up that you cannot pre-order. I know there's some sites that you use for modern toys in the UK that says you can't mix pre-orders and current orders, which is fine. But nothing like that comes up on Zavi. It just had processing on it like it probably did on your two accounts. But it was only like I didn't check my my account to see whether the money had come out or not. But it was only several months later when we were talking about it and I checked my card, went back and they hadn't taken the money. So I contacted them which is ridiculous. I'm, I don't know. First of all, if you send them a message, they ask you what your issue is. You send it and you just get the same old automated message back. And then I managed to find a phone number for them and spoke to someone. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's all it's all fine. Don't do pre-orders and orders, but still nothing. So I sent more messages. You boys started getting emails. I had an email around Christmas time saying it was um, coming. And then you boys kept getting emails. I was going to be shipping here. It's going to be shipping there. I was getting nothing. So eventually I just started chasing down Zavi daily, sending them messages. The, sh- the, the annoying thing was they then went to charge my card. My bank card expired in December and I've got a new card. So my number was different. And I just got his email. Your payment's been declined for the Razor Crest. I thought, for Christ's sake, because I, you know, <laughs> haven't I hadn't updated the details because I don't use it that often. You're like, but um, yeah. Eventually, they uh, I just got an email saying pay for it, pay for it, and then it arrived two days later. But it was a bit of a ball ache, you know, Savvy, the way they are. Oh, you you can't do that. Well, put something on your bloody website to say you can't order something. You're a massive company. There's no way you should not be able to not deal with two items like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, why didn't they just take the money? They took the money for the tiki mug. Just take the payment. You've got, you've got one, though. No, don't I've got it now, yeah. It. And did yeah, Hasbro all... sort out for you, or did Zavi? Zavi. I did message Haslab, but never got a response, which was, oh, okay. uh, which was really good. It's here good experience to be fair there was one point i mean they made me laugh because they messaged me they said out of that well we haven't taken the money these were all paid in a part i said yeah i said i didn't realize you hadn't taken the money and then they 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 then came back to me with an email i've got an email just saying well do you want a refund i was thinking what what have you just read above what conversation we just had about three or four emails backwards and forwards i was like no i don't want an email a bloody um refund i want the item do you know what i wasn't that fussed at that point but it was the principle of it but um i am going to display it. i'm going to unpack it and then get some cases for the cards i'm going to get a mandalorian helmet make a little shelf i've got my um retro collection figures next to mine i think it looks great so i've got waiting for the can't wait for the second wave of that now and i've got them all set up next to it it looks brilliant that, that's exactly what I'm going to do as well, Dan. Secondary yeah. market seems to be still quite buoyant, although um, I think when they first started landing in hand and people were selling them on eBay, you, you could expect to get between 900 and £1,000 for one. Uh, that price is kind of what I'm looking at is prices sort of seven eight hundred pounds now yeah. and i've yeah, seen like that as well. yeah i've sold the cards i didn't see that i was you know i wasn't planning on displaying them i've got it displayed with a retro collection and they were just going to sit in my loft in the box so i decided to get some of my money back so i um i sold them on one of the facebook pages got just over 200 quid for them so 100 pound each so basically paid for most of the shit so yeah it's worked out quite well 
interested. Craig, yeah. Any thoughts on it? I mean, you've seen them now unboxed. You no, know, I'm dead chuffed for you all. Not not just you guys on the call tonight, but everybody who's got one. Just seems to be a lot of joy. People generally having a good time, opening a good quality toy that they were happy with. They were happy they got they got in early. I don't have any regrets over not buying one. Just nice to see. Seems to be pretty much a positive experience. A few people grumbling that their boxes turned up bashed and ham-fisted grown-ups breaking bits as they've been putting it together. But other than that, yeah, nice, isn't it? It's nice. Nice to have some good toys we can all enjoy. I've not heard a bad review of it. I've listened to it, watched a few YouTube bits and pieces and a few podcasts, and all of the reviews I've had have been have been really positive. Normally, people pick things to pieces, and the only criticism I've really heard of it is the gun cabinet at the back, and it is really I've not tried to put the guns in it yet, but apparently it's really fiddly because you've kind of got the the top of the ship goes over the top of it, although you can take the back se- section off and open the sides on the door. It's really fiddly to get in there and pin all those guns to the little pegs in there, but that's the only criticism I've really heard of it. It would have been great to have some sounds and some lights but i think if you're into all that again there's plenty of videos on youtube of guys you know opening them up and putting leds inside of them so can i just say though dad out of all the unboxes that i dipped in and out of that one of you and harrison opening that up was far and away my favorite just so nice to see you two doing that together loved it i said to him afterwards do you want to play he was he was terrified to touch it when i told him how much it was worth but yeah i tried to coach him but yeah he was like no no put it on a shelf dad i don't want to break it you did bite his head off didn't you when he first touched it what are you doing be gentle you'll see that on the unboxing video if you go and head over to our youtube channel that's uh... I did read that some people were breaking the landing gear when they were taking it out for the, I haven't got it out, you see, to put the stand on. I've seen that mentioned a few times. I mean, I put mine on when I was putting it together. I had the landing legs and I've got it displayed without them now. But when I took them off, they just, yeah, they came off. No problem. They just slid off and you, you fold the flaps down and, yeah, who knows? Just be careful, Stu. <laughs> I saw a few, a few people wait, you know, with close-up pictures of little panels and things where the, the silver painted just in the in the process of, of making these things had scraped a little bit. It, it reminded me, the, the surface, I've, I've not seen one up close, so I, I don't know, maybe you... You can uh, you can corroborate this, but it, the, the silver looks very similar to the old episode one, Naboo, uh, the Queen's ship. It's got that silvery texture, and it did mark quite easily. That I remember. It's not quite as reflective. It is. It's got a wash over it, and um, it makes it look grimy and dirty. So yeah, I've not seen any evidence of not on mine, anyways. Mine's I've been over it. It looks fine. That tended to be the comments actually. We've got bits a bit scuffed, and everybody underneath going, it, "It blends right in. It's fine. It's a scuffed ship. Yeah. Get over yourself." Yeah, I think the box, I mean, the, 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 the few posts that I read of people where theirs had gone missing in the post, you could look at it two ways. I mean, they were sent recorded delivery, but they sent it in a mailer with Hasleb Razorcrest down the side of it. And, you know, I don't want to make any accusations of anyone that works for Royal Mail, but if you were, if you knew you fit stuff and you saw one of these and they're going for a grand on eBay, <laughs> it was they'd be easy to spot. So, yeah, there was some concerns about people saying I hadn't received them. And that always sows seeds of doubt, either in the Royal Mail or the person that saying I haven't received it. People going back to Zavi, trying to get it sorted out and a replacement sent. They were getting offered, um, you know, refunds. They want the refund. I want the ship. And from what I was reading, Hasbro Pulse or were, were sorting people out, were getting new ones sent out. So although people were having much joy with, with, with Zavi, they were escalating it to Hasbro and, and getting a result. I think the boxes were the other issue someone mentioned about them being dented. There was quite a few people, I mean, imagine like Mark who wants to display a box. 
were annoyed at the condition of the boxes. Now the, the the mailer that it came in was really airtight to the box. There was no there's no padding or kind of packing inside that mailer. Um, it was you know one led led into the other. So as soon as that outer pack got dented or bounced around, your box was going to get damaged. So yeah, there's a few people trying to get replacement boxes. But other than that, I, I think it was all good. <laughs> yeah, I heard that Hasbro were actually sending parts out as well. Uh, okay. One guy said uh, his uh, engines were badly scuffed or damaged. I can't remember. But he basically uh, contacted Haslab and they sent him replacement engine parts. So there was some positive sort of back and forth with Haslab for people in the US, I presume. I think this guy was in the US. But I just thought, how how cool that harks back to, you know, when Palatoy used to write to Palatoy and say, I'm missing a, a blaster or I'm missing this. And they'd send you like a little box in the post. Uh, with a little label on with a logo and I just thought that could be worth keeping that box at the the engine parts mm. and, and keep that with the rest of the the ship the aforementioned queen's ship was that um wasn't, wasn't still kenner there was it be hasbro by that point i i bought that it was the first online thing i ever bought and it arrived and it came out of the box and it didn't have the little shuttle that sat in the nose the little yellow one so i had to contact hasbro direct i think it was even back then and said you know i got this uh big queen's starship and the little yellow ship's not with it can you send me a replacement and they sent me a full edward naboo <laughs> starfighter and i had to get back in touch with them going not that yellow spaceship the other one and eventually they did send me out a little uh, a little bagged like a, it's like a lifeboat isn't it so yeah they do it they're quite good i mean even back four or five years ago when harrison started playing with star wars toys he'd break all these lightsabers and i wrote to him one day their customer service said do you think you could send my son some replacement lightsabers and they sent a bag of stuff there was i think there was a bb8 in there you know all kinds of accessories guns blasters lightsabers just just sent it out to me it's brilliant i don't know whether they still do that or not but yeah i had a result back then you know the overall experience of it i know people complained it took so long to come through but i just i suppose i'm just used to collecting hot toys now for the past 18 months and you have to wait years for those as well so it wasn't so much of a surprise to me when it came when it did i thought it was always going to be that long we was always looking at a year at least weren't we so yeah i've quite i've quite enjoyed the journey we're there now it's on to the next one it'll be the next big thing i was just going to say as we record this we've been doing generation skywalker for two years and it feels like we've been talking about the razor crest for two <laughs> so it's nice it's nice that this week our anniversary week we are doing a bit of a, a sum up of, uh, of our received goods I think that's generally a thumbs up from everyone on that then. Somewhere in a galaxy far, far away roams a ship called the Razor Crest. And here on Earth, there's a pretty good replica of it in a park in Russia. The creator says after watching the first season of The Mandalorian, he was hooked and wanted to bring a piece of the hit show to life in some way. And this is the way. He set out to build this starship. It took more than a year to bring it to life. Not only did the coronavirus delay the project, but so did money troubles. After the creator ran out of money, a friend sold his own car to help with funding, and eventually sponsors joined in to help it to completion. Now that it's finished, it's on display in a park in the city of Yakutsk, where visitors can view it from the outside and check out all the bells and whistles inside. It all runs on battery power, except when it gets too cold. And in this city, that can happen often. Unfortunately, the force can't fix everything. 
Right then, so let's move on then because we're breaking back into Modern Way and there has been quite a lot of announcements to do with modern toys and collectibles. Dan, we're going to come to you first. The Vintage Collection has added a few, well, announced a few new pieces. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll rattle through the figures and we'll come back to the playset at the end. So yeah, we've, we've seen a few figures uh, announced since we last recorded. So a bunch of Mandalorian figures in the Vintage Collection. So there's a Boba Fett in Morak. So Morak was the episode called The Believer. I think it was episode seven of series two where they did the uh, they went with the planet with Mayfield and broke into the Imperial facility there. So they've got the Boba Fett Morak. There's a, a Din Djarin Morak. So that's Din in the, the salt tank commander when he's in disguise. Then they've released a Degabar Yoda, which is on an Empire Strikes Back car back. So a number, num, another one of the 92 that the Vintage Collection guys are all after. So they've bought that one out. And that Yoda is not a new sculpt. That's one that they've used from a previous release. We've got a 501st Clone Trooper, uh, a Cosca Reeves, another Mandalorian figure there. Uh, Migs Mayfield, also the from the Morak. So that's him in the, in the Tank Commander uniform as well. And Axe Wolves, another Mandalorian character. We also saw in the last week or so three more complete the 92 figures announced at a Hasbro Pulse fan event. So there was a R2-D2 with sensor scope on an on a Empire Strikes Back car back. And we've also got two Bespin cards. So as we know them in the vintage world as the black and the white Bespin guards, they've both been released now. And their respective names are the white Bespin guard is Helda Binoza and the black Bespin guard is Isdam Idian. I don't know if you two, re- any of you guys were aware of those two names, but that was new news to me. So we've got those. And then in Pipeline Reveals, they've, they're going to re-release the Anakin Skywalker from Attack of the Clones. And also a Mandalorian Commando, which is the Mandalorian characters that featured in the final episodes of the Clone Wars that were um, working for Darth Maul. So with those the red armor with the with the horns on top. So they're bringing bringing that out as well. In terms of the playset, then, so they announced this uh, Boba Fett throne room playset. It's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. It's two hundred and ten pounds, I believe, and is that yeah, essentially it's the throne room set from from Jabba's palace. It comes with a absolute shed load of accessories uh, it comes with uh, the throne that boba fits boba fett sits on it's got all kinds of bits and pieces so there's a barbecue that sits by or the spit that sits behind the throne itself and um, there's all kinds of glasses and bottles of spotch car and there's even a rug so there's all sorts going on there but i think the bit that most people I think excited is the right word to use is the is the Bib Fortuna figure that comes with it. So they've got a fat Bib Fortuna from the closing credits of the Mandalorian. That figure is going to be an exclusive with this set. So vintage collectors out there that want to get their hands on this on that figure are going to have to go and fork out 220 pounds for this set. I don't know what you guys think about it. I know we've spoken about these play sets, whether it's the the Tant of Eve or the Bespin play set they've done previously, but this just seems. I don't know. Two hundred twenty pounds doesn't feel like you're getting a lot for your money. Any any thoughts on that one? Have you guys had a look at that? Do you agree, or am I talking twaddle? I think the money's in the little bits, isn't it? It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not greater than the sum of its parts, though. I just after paying, you know, the, 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 for what you, you know, when you talk about value for money and what we got with a Razor Crest, and now I look at this and it's, you know, two thirds of the price of that, and it's it's literally an archway with a couple of sets of stairs, Jabba's dais, uh, a throne, and then lots of little accessories. It just seems a whole lot of money for what you're getting. You know, you look at the, the, the you know, the, the Lego set. I know we're going to talk about Lego in a bit, but Le- Lego have just done a, a set of, of similar to, to this, and it's. I think it's near like less than half the price of it, and I get it's Lego, but yeah, you know, I just I'm just not feeling this one. 
Do you think it's a bit of a funny choice as well for something that was on screen for like a minute rather than like fit on the throne? I think when it when it was released, people were putting, um, or, or trying to guess what the vintage collection Jabba would look like on there. So you could sort of retrofit it to be a Return of the Jedi scene. And he, I think he hung over a bit from memory. Yeah, but it just feels to me like, you, I mean, they've got the, obviously Jabba's dice and it's, it's there as, as it was in Return of the Jedi. I'd have much preferred they've released it with a, with a Jabba the Hutt. You know, or at least include a jab at a hay in it, then it might be worth that money, and you might, you know, you could switch it out. You could have it for either or, because it's it's the same it's the same set, right? But yeah, I, I just saw this come out, and I saw the price, and I just thought two hundred nine ninety nine. It just just seems a lot of money for what you're getting. But you could probably buy it and sell the figure for hundred pounds. So what do I know? Can we just talk about those best bin guards? We can. <laughs> what do people think to them? And I'm particularly talking about that chest articulation that they've got going on yeah, a lot of the figures carry this 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 um chest articulation now don't they is it needed for a bespin guard it just makes his jacket look like he's got armor on doesn't it which is both of my points like they don't do a fat lot in the movie other than stand around yeah like guns they don't they're not doing ab crunches or roly polies or stuff like that and where where it does work i think it's just better integrated into the sculpt. People might be wearing a bit of armour or, you know, you could disguise it. These are very smooth little tunics, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they look, they work perfectly on Stormtroopers. You've got that, that kind of breastplate in it and it exactly. works quite well on there. But you're right, yeah. I'm just looking up at a few of the other vintage collection figures I've got to see, the others that have got it. But it looks like they include it on most figures now. I'm looking at Cassian Endor. He's got it, but it, most of it's hidden under his jacket. It's just not very well concealed, is it? Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the point, isn't it? It's it's just out of all the ones that have probably got this, it, one it's not needed, two it's really jarring. So the Rebel Fleet Trooper that came out with the tattoo, he hasn't got the, from what I can see, he hasn't got the chest articulation, but that was a re-release of an older figure. So I'm, I'm wondering, as this is a newer figure, whether they've included that articulation there just because it's a new sculpt. Doesn't make it right though. <laughs> I agree with you completely. <laughs> I think for the people that have got the, uh, you know, the Bespin playset, if that floated their boats, the complaints of the lack of figures, to be fair, although it's two years later, they're bringing out the figures to go with it. All they want now is an Ognall, and I think everyone's uh, got a full, a full compliment. Sure. I love anything Bespin. I can see myself buying these for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just, I've always liked the Bespin guards. I'm with you on that, Mark. I think they look quite nice, these two. But look at the chest. Um, can you not see what he's what, what what Craig's talking about with this? Yeah, do you know what? They remind me of the, the rest. I mean, my lad's got a big box of wrestlers from back in the day. A lot of them had the chest thing so they could like do somersaults off the ropes and stuff. And they're a bit bit like that, aren't they? Yeah, but there's a there's a line there where you where, you know where you where your man boobs are. Whereas this looks like he's wearing a little bolero jacket with a bit of gold piping. Plus they've got one of those like sports bras that the footballers now wear, so they <laughs> monitor their um monitor what they're doing. Yeah, I wonder whether we'll uh, we'll see black series of them then. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? If we're gonna go down that route. I think I've said this before. It feels like you know when we started the show, you know, going back two years, when we were talking about the vintage collection and people complaining about the lack of figures coming out. It definitely feels to me, and I, I thought it was me because I was collecting vintage collection, but when I've gone back and looked at it and I've been reading up online, it definitely feels like it's gone the other way now. And vintage collection seems to be getting a lot more love than the Black Series in both of terms, releases and, and, and kind of positive vibes online. Is that the feeling amongst the groups? Amongst the groups, I think so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot when you go on the Black Series pages, there's a lot of complaining about, the, you know, what we've been talking about, the, you know, the re-releases, the repaints, the carbonised. And we're going to go through the Black Series list in a minute. But when we go through it, you'll see there aren't that many new figures that have, that have been announced. I think that Black Crescent, um figure was a tipping point for a lot of people. People seem yeah. genuinely offended <laughs> by that. I, I think it just comes across as very lazy. 
it's a money grabbing exercise uh, and I, I think a lot of fans are probably getting a bit fed up of it like you say it's not a lot of new stuff coming out and we, we've got a whole universe of, of of characters and vehicles and other things that we can be they can be producing and they, they just keep regurgitating the same old thing and uh, there's only so many times you can do that before people start wising up even the real die-hard collectors that will just basically hoover anything up I'm getting the impression that even they are getting a bit fed up of it. You're not wrong. Okay, so um, that's the vintage collection. Dan, we're going to stay with you and we're going to move on to the Black Series. So we just had a little bit of debate there whether they're making much progress with this. Let, let's see what we what they've got coming out. So we've got the, the Black Cassan and he's at the top of the list. <laughs> so yeah, they're literally taking a, a Chewbacca and uh, painted in black, put a little chest plate on him. But yeah, it is a horrendous figure. He's got some little dreadlocks on the end of his, uh, around his neck as well. I know Craig's just, just just weighed in with that. Has anyone else got any thoughts on this trailer? Because this thing is is an abomination in my mind. It's I mean you might as well just put a dog turd in a box and call it black black chrysanthemum because that's what it looks like to me. I mean the defence I've seen of it is it's the comic book version of it, but. After seeing it on the show, everyone just wants, wanted the figure, right? A real nice representation of that character. But this is, yeah, it's just it's dismal. I haven't seen the um, the photographs of what the box art are going to look like. Cause it's going to come in another one of these comic packs like we saw. I think it was last summer come out, like the, the Darth Maul um, and the Jax. So it's going to come in one of those style boxes. It's on the, it's on there now, actually. It's on the on the website. I'm looking at it now. Have you guys, have you guys seen the box art? <laughs> it's just dreadful. It's awful. It really is. It it smacks of how how can we get something to market really quickly? And it's a you know it's another repaint job, like you're saying, real cheap rubber harness over the top of it. It, it. You know, it just like I said, it just smacks of company being really lazy. The harness looks very He-Man-y, doesn't it? Like a yeah. like a Beast-Man type thing from the vintage it's, days. It's awful. There's no, there's no there's none of that character comes across in that figure to me. And I don't care what they say. Well, it's the comic vision. No, 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 no. That's not what we want. That's not what we signed up for. That's not what a lot of people have signed up. That isn't what we saw on screen. They've just shot themselves in the foot with it. I'm all in on it. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move into some newer figures then. So some some new stuff then. We've got the from the Mandalorian. Then they've released the client. Death Watch Mandalorian, which were the blue Mandalorians that rescued Din in some of the flashback scenes in the first series of the of the show. A Mandalorian version of Ahsoka Tano and a Dark Trooper. I actually, out of all the, the different Dark Troopers I've seen, I know we've seen a, a Hot Toys one and I've, I've Lego and all sorts, but I, I really like this. I think for 20 quid, this looks really good. Have you guys seen this figure? Have you had a chance to look at this one? Sure. It's like it's got it's, it's, 30, it's 36 pound, isn't it, uh, the Dark Trooper? Is it, a, is it a deluxe one, is it? It's a deluxe one, yeah. It's, oh, that's how they get you now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's sold out as well. <laughs> it's really nice. I've ordered one for Zach. I, I really like it. I dig it. I think it's, I think it's really cool. I loved them in the show, so well, this was a no-brainer for me. It's another year before it hits the dispatch, though, isn't it? Isn't it April 2023? Pretty sure it's a long wait. It's a big, long pre-order. Uh, sticking with the Mandalorian as well, we've got the Boba Fett Tython, which is the uh, from the episode The Tragedy where uh, Grogu gets abducted. So this is the the reclaimed armor version of Boba Fett. So he's a bit scuffed up and not looking as repainted and shiny as he does in later episodes. 
And then on from there, we've got, so I'm just scrolling back down my list. We've got some Bad Batch figures. So Echo's finally been released, as Mark will uh, test to. So that, that's on pre-order now. So I've ordered that for Harrison as well. And that gives, that's the full lineup of Bad Batch now, I think, isn't it, Mark? The last one we need. Uh, that is the last one. And it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it looks like the best one to me. Yeah, nice figure. And then Omega as well, the, the girl in the series, the young girl. So that, that's, she's getting her series released as well. And then we've got a Rogue One Antoc Merrick. We saw a Rogue One uh, wave of Black Series released earlier in the year. So we're getting an Antoc Merrick now. He's the uh, the blue leader uh, X-Wing pilot in, in Rogue One. Uh, in the gaming greats, another gaming great, we're getting Knight Brother Archer from Jedi Fallen Order, a Darth Maul-like figure with a bow and arrow, believe it or not. So he's coming uh, He's coming soon as well. And then we've got another wave of the Archive collection. So they're re-releasing the Emperor, C-3PO, Dengar, and for some reason, Lando Skiff, which I remember being in the Entertainer forever. In fact, it might even still be in there. So I don't think that one was particularly hard to find. But yeah, they're, they're re-releasing all of those. Yeah, I think out that like the dark the dark troopers my my pick. That was that's a, a good looking figure. Interesting. What's your pick out of those then, boys? The other two of you. Mark's clearly Black Cranston, Cranston, Cranston. Yeah, no, it's a dark dark trooper and and an echo dark trooper and echo those two probably echo. Yeah, echo most. Yeah. So we've got some pipeline reveals as well. So an Ayla Secura, which will be music to Stuart's ears, Darth Maul, and a Saw Guerrera interesting to see what version of Darth Maul that is I'm guessing it's a Clone Wars era one because we've already had about three different Mauls released over the course of the Black Series. I wonder, I wonder if we'll get a deluxe Saw Gerrera and we'll get a ball gullet with um, that figure We won't get the ball gullet but I'm sure it'll be the deluxe and it'll charge 30, 40 quid for it we haven't covered it, but there's been a lot of people complaining about some of these Boba Fett figures that are being released as, as, as deluxe figures, whereas the original releases of Boba Fett came with exactly the same accessories and was a standard figure. So I was going to say, they seem to class the, the rocket pack as, a, as an accessory now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, there's so many different versions now. I've just completely lost interest <laughs> in which version of Fett it is. Is it the one where he's got his... He's snood on, or is it the one where his his arm is battered, and they've got all these different variation nets? It's, it's just all a bit. So it's it's Ayla Secura. It's not on pre-order yet, is it? It's a pipeline, but you're going to be in for that one, Stu. Yeah, and like a bit of Ayla. I'm thinking about just getting rid of everything and just making a like a shrine to her. Thank you, Dan, for covering both of those. Now, obviously, we all love it. There has been a bit of Hot Toys news, Mark. Oh yes, we love some Hot Toys, don't we, boys? Very much a convert, and uh, it's just, oh man, I've said it before, I'll say it again. These things are works of art, and the money that they charge for them, I tell you what, is worth every single penny. First one up is um, the Boba Fett Deluxe version, so where this stands, it's quarter scale, so it stands about 45 centimetres tall, and it's priced at $625, which works out at this present moment at about £480, which is, you say it quick, it's fairly cheap, but I think there's easily... 500 quid's worth of joy just looking at this thing because it's fantastic. Um, comes on a, a base, uh, which again, really beautifully detailed, looks like a part of Jabba's palace. It comes with a choice of helmet or head. The facial expression on the, the face and the likeness and realism, as you would expect from a hot toy, is just breathtaking. I mean, it really is. I mean, I don't know if you boys have looked at the, the picture where he's got his helmet off. 
Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> is it, this is a mass produced item. When I say mass produced, you know, it's it, it's on a production line. It, it's incredible. Absolutely amazing. And it comes with um, loads of different accessories. So uh, it's got like a, an LED, which is powered off a USB. Um, so you've got a flamethrower, um, jet pack effects. Comes with a rifle and a pistol. Uh, like I said, it, you've got a, an interchangeable helmet or head option. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, a worthy investment, in, in my opinion. That face sculpt is incredible. If that is what it looks like when it's made. I mean, the close-up picture, it could quite easily be a photo. It's, it's, that good. it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing that they can create something like this. That, like I said, that is technically mass-produced uh, and get that level of uh, realism into an item like that. Just that's yeah. off to them. I, like I say, I think 480 quid. I think it's worth every penny. Yeah, and the stand is beautiful. Oh, it? it's it's awesome. Yes, they do they do nail it. I mean, we're going to see all sorts of fets, aren't we? That is something we've covered before. We take hot toys, you know. Once they get a sculpt, they pretty do roll, you know, roll some out. What is this? The third or fourth fet we've seen in the last year, eighteen months. Although yeah. this is quarter scale, isn't it? So it's a bit different. The quarter scale is the bit is the thing, isn't it? It's massive. I mean, I've I've got the the twin pack coming with the. Uh, reclaimed armor in the nomad fet and i think they've done the the version with the throne as well in in the painted armor but this is this is obviously on a on a different level i think the thing i like about it is that it comes with both options to having masked and unmasked i think the, yeah. the two other releases they've done so far you haven't got that that choice you've either got to buy the deluxe one with the extra bits and bobs to get that extra head sculpt to be able to switch them out or just buy the standard one where he's just helmeted so this you get the best of both worlds with this as well and it's massive <laughs> probably why they can get the the detail in the head sculpt because it's so much bigger than the, than the standard one as well but yeah i've not seen one of these quarter scout ones in person I've, I've, I've really like to see how how big they stand because they must be colossal Cosca Reeves is the next one. This is the um, six-scale uh, version of Cosca Reeves from the um, Mandalorian. Standing 28 centimetres tall, retails at $270, which is £205 uh, sterling. Expected to ship around April, between April and June next year, so we're roughly 12 months, just over 12 months. Uh, but again, just because it's a smaller scale, don't expect any loss of detail because, again, the facial expression on this it's just phenomenal the level of detail they've got on the armor as well the the weathering and uh, the stitching everything about the figure is just it's just incredible you get different hands helmet or head option pistol rifle grappling hook flamethrower effect jetpack booster effect but you don't get any stand with this well you do but it's like a basic one it's not like a diorama one and a little nameplate so uh, again for, for 200 quid I mean, I've got it's beautiful. It. I mean, to have that, have her sat next to, stood next to, um, oh God, what's her name? Bogotan. Bogotan. You can you can see a little diorama there working out. It's, uh, you know, another absolutely phenomenal figure from uh, Hot Toys. Axe Woves, uh, next one. You know, uh, you don't get a, a face with this guy. You just get the helmeted version of the figure. Um, he's retailing at $235, which is £180. Uh, which again, you know, what can you buy at this level for 180 quid? Um, to me, it's just a complete no-brainer. If you if you want Mandalorian and you're into your fets, uh, to me, this is just like a must-buy. Uh, like I say, you only get a helmet option with this. 
there's only a pistol, jetpack booster effect, and a basic standard nameplate. So that's why he's slightly cheaper than uh, Koska Reeves, but you know, no less imposing, no less detail. Uh, amazing figure. Next one is uh, the uh, preview of the uh, Navarro safe house diorama, which what on it says, and actually it's really cool, and it features. A Generation Skywalker storage crate, which um, it's a nice little uh, nice little detail in there. It's got LEDs in it, so you've got the um, you know the little security light, the Jabba security light thing that comes out. You've got one of those light up comes out the door. Looks like you've got space for about two or three figures sitting in the doorway. So it's like a it's like a segment of wall with one of the sliding doors, like a street scene almost. And it's beautifully weathered, really lovely paint effects on the rust and the door and stuff and the cracks in the concrete. I don't know what it's retailing at. There isn't any details. Um, this was only at the uh, 2021 Sideshow Con. So uh, there wasn't any more detail than that. But uh, it's quite deep. So you can get like two or three figures stood inside the doorway. And then you've got like a bit of graffiti on the side as well. So I'd love to see more information about this because um if you are into hot toys or you you know creating dioramas with the uh, 12 inch you know, six scale figures then this this is uh, certainly worth looking at i'll be interested to see how much that's going to be retailing up uh, but you can join the rsvp list uh for more information if you go to uh, sideshow.com uh, you can get more details on that last but not least is a character that just <laughs> It's just lost on me. Uh, Cobb Vanth, another six scale figure in Boba Fett armor. Obviously, more tarnished, this more tarnished version. Again, not a great deal of detail available on this figure at the moment. It depends on if he's got a helmet version and a face version, I would imagine. Probably similar sort of price to where uh, the Costco Reeves. Again, I just don't understand what the big hoo ha is about this particular character. Everybody seems to be uh, sort of really interested in him. He's completely lost on me. Um, Can we send that, that question over to Craig? Because I believe Cobb Vamp is very popular within the literature fans for a reason. I think he's very popular because he's very slinky and handsome, isn't he? <laughs> it depends on which way you're inclined, I guess. <laughs> He said, "Hey, he's, I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a heterosexual gentleman, but I can see he's a fine specimen." <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's certainly one of the most prominent figures that they've plucked out of canon literature and made flesh, isn't he? He was one of the interludes in the aftermath series. So I think that the fans of the novels got very excited when he appeared. Does he bear any resemblance to the actual character that's on screen, or have they tweaked him slightly? I think there were, yeah, I think there were some subtle changes that they made from his in transition. Books, in the books, Craig, was he Tatooine based, or did he get off Tatooine? Was he in other locations? He wasn't like a main character from memory. Yeah. It was it was, like, it was those little scene setting where the galaxy's at, and it was more a story of what happened to Boba Fett's armor than it was about introducing this new right. character. In, in all fairness, okay. But it was nice that you know when when he appeared, it sent out signals that. You know, they are thinking about this stuff and how it all fits together. And I think that's he's he's respected for that reason, certainly. But uh, yeah, and he's fit. I just wondered, because obviously at the end of Book of Boba Fett, we saw him in the back to tank. <laughs> Whether or not there was anything in that in terms of where his character is going to go next. He's going to be Robocop, isn't he? Oh, it sounds like it, isn't it? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, being you're not from around here, and say you figured you're in the middle of nowhere. But everything out there... 
Everything out there is the most Pelgo territories. And these stripes indicate I'm the marshal of said territories. Now, I don't know what arrangements you have with the authorities in Mos Espa, and let's be honest, in Mos Eisley, anything goes. But out here, I'm the one who tells folks what to do. I think that diorama is interesting, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that because the fans are doing some incredible work in that regard. So it makes complete sense to me that Hot Toys will jump on it and, and start churning out their own dioramas. Because, you know, you get, you know, we just looked at that little series of Mandalorians. You see the three of them together. You want them in an environment. They make more sense when they're in an environment like that. And, yeah. and also, I would imagine for Hot Toys, producing dioramas like that are so much easier, cheaper to turn out than the actual figures there's you know not quite the level of work that goes into creating something like that than just one of the figures and and they could be quite modular from a business point of view you know they could make certain elements repurpose them in different ways reweather them for different environments so and i think collectors will lap it up so it'll be interested to see kind of how that how that sells and how that goes down i think the challenge we'll have in the uk is shipping them i think it'll be quite big i would imagine yeah but they'll be flat packed won't they you would think it is interesting because one of the I think one of the weakest things about the hot toys is the stands they come with. I don't think they are great. They tend to churn the same ones out over and over unless you get a, a special one like they did with Vader when he's on the on the gantry in, in Cloud City standing, you know, where he stands over Luke and tells him who his daddy is. Um, the rest of the stands that I've got, they're, they're pretty cheap and nasty, really, compared to you know, the rest of what you're getting. I remember when we went to West Chews and um, he had the Jower and the Power Droid. Jow was stood on like a real cheap, nasty little piece of vac-formed, lightweight plastic. If you dropped it on the floor, it'd shatter into a million pieces. It was really, really cheap. But that, that was a hot toy, wasn't it, Stu? Yeah, the stand was the most disappointing thing about it. It's um, It's got like the normal plastic. I mean, I could take it off. It's got the, like, the normal plastic stand underneath, which most of them come on. But it's like just a plastic clamshell. It's really, really poor. I mean, even the printing on it is really, really poor. Yeah, it just looks cheap. It doesn't. Do you know what I mean? It's just got doesn't give you that. Like I was, I was thinking with hot toys, they kind of ooze a bit of sophistication. That you don't get that with that, and it's such a shame because the jowl was lovely. That's basically it for hot toys. So we're some very, very nice things, uh, albeit all sort of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. So uh, yeah, let's. I'm just hoping and praying that we get a hand bin at some point because my Lando and Leia really do need a hand bin in the mix. Right then, so okay, so let's move on to another section. What with Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian, Lego have been chucking some stuff out, Craig. They have. We've we've had a few announcements. We've had uh, one ship, two dioramas, and three helmets. So Mark's already mentioned fan-adapted N1 Starfighters. You can go and buy a genuine Lego one now for fifty-four ninety-nine. Uh, the Mandalorian's N1 Starfighter comes with Peli, Mandalorian, Little Grogu, and the BD droids. So that's a nice set. Looks looks good to me. The dioramas. So we've already mentioned the Vintage Collection Throne Room, um, and we've got a Lego version of that. When you look at it, very similar to the Moss Eisley Cantina. It's got that vibe. Obviously, it's uh, it's Tatooine architecture and it, and it folds out. It represents that end scene in uh, Mandalorian Season 2 with Fortuna on the throne. The other playset is the Dark Trooper Attack, which is okay. It's, uh, it's a bit of corridor uh, with Luke arriving and some uh, some Dark Troopers there ready for him to crush. And the helmets, I mean, these seem to be quite popular. I think Luke's Red 5 helmet looks good. The Mandalorian helmet, I guess we've already got a, a Boba Fett one, haven't we? So 
we know that's going to work out of the three i think the dark trooper helmet not as successful there's just something about the way the the dome of that helmet stepped in the black it's i don't know it's not quite as convincing as other lego interpretation of helmets i don't know what anyone else thinks to that little roundup Stu, i think you saw some of these didn't you yes i i saw um i was up in the lego store the other day the only one i didn't see was the starfighter as far as the helmets go i've enjoyed i've only got the stormtrooper invader and i really enjoyed building them and i think they look nice that dark trooper helmet it just looked totally off i don't know what it was about it i haven't seen it there was nothing about it that i thought oh i must get that the mando helmet looked nice but then the red five helmet i thought looked nice built a friend of ours ben coomber just built it and he said the build was actually really disappointing so uh he said it was a, a, a strange build so i don't know too much about that but i, I like the helmets but that dark trooper one definitely doesn't sit right with me don't know what dan i know dan does a lot of lego i picked up the the dark trooper not the helmet the playset with luke i picked that up yesterday from tesco and it's 25.99 so that one's on the shelves now i've got that for, for harrison for doing well on parents day and he wants the m1 starfire i thought it was coming out the same time as these sets but it's not actually coming out till the first of june certainly that's what it says on lego's pre-order on their website so he's, he's saving his uh his christmas voucher he got from his uncle for that so we'll be getting that as soon as that comes out the helmets i, I do like that luke one yeah i was a bit yeah i mean ben said it was a difficult build i think that was it was to do with the stand and the way it sits inside the helmet i might be wrong but i thought that's what he was getting at so yeah but it looks it looks good it will look good alongside the other ones i've got so i'll, I'll probably end up that without that christmas i imagine some of those helmets are really going up in price so that the the tie fighter pilot's been retired now and that's like 80 quid on ebay if you want to get that one now so some of them are are getting quite sought after now let's stay with you craig we do love our tiki stuff here but they've also been teasing quite a lot haven't they it's quite hard to keep track i think they strike me as a very excitable company you know i think they get, they'll get a uh, they'll get a, a prototype in and they have to share it on instagram so if you don't follow beeline creative on instagram i suggest you go and do because this is where you get to see uh, a lot of this stuff but they have re- actually released some things so they've released uh, a set of uh, cantina alien muglets which are you know quite a nice nod to the the vintage cantina aliens you've got a walrus man who's in a green glaze you've got a hammerhead who's in a brown glaze you've got a saggletooth in a red glaze and greedo they did way back in uh, 2019 as part of the, the the collectors the vader's collectors set so to make up the four they've added a, a figuring dan uh, and he's the only two color little muglets out of this set and he's beige and he's got big black eyes so it's a nice set it's only available from their websites limited to 1200 uh, pieces and unfortunately as it stands beeline won't ship certainly to the uk i don't know they ship outside the us so that might be one to get into our hands by other means i don't mean they've done re- specific releases through third-party retailers like think geek they have shipped to the uk so it's, it's a shame we can't get a hold of them it might be something to put in the suitcase uh, on the way back from uh, from from celebration but they're out you can you can buy those and drink shots of rum from them in other news they've released a full kenobi image and uh in the style of the uh the poster for the show and and i know we've 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 talked about this certainly in the in the group he's he's got his mole He's got his he's got his uh, he's got his mole on his forehead, which uh, now we've seen the trailer. They haven't stuck a prosthetic mole on on Ewan's face, so um, 
I don't know. Is that interesting? Is that interesting content for a podcast about Star Wars collectibles? But that's coming. We're getting a, uh, a Kenobi tiki mug, which looks quite cool. Um, we've also seen product shots of the Dark Trooper. We've got Bo-Katan with a helmet on. We've seen proper shots of Ahsoka now. We've seen shots of Ahsoka all on the racks coming out of the kilns. It was, it was a great image. Uh, and we talked about the Sandcrawler, I think, on the on the last show. Um, we've also had teases. So we've had little kind of crops of images of what looked to be fully realized uh, prototypes. So we've seen Cad Bane. Uh, we've seen the gonk droid's feet. We've seen something that looks like a, like a mythosaur skull. Quite how that's going to work as a, as a mug, I'm not sure. But that's, that's something that they've they've put out there. And we've also seen sort of silhouette teases, just outlines of what I think could be Rex from from star tours well he's got a different job now hasn't he dj he's got up in the world uh and also the armorer there's a there's an outline uh black outline of a, of a figure that it's got a sort of fur collar so can only be the armorer i think but lots of exciting stuff coming from uh from geeky tiki's when you say about them um being passionate about what they do i i think it comes across so much and i think that's what makes them such a an attractive company you know yeah there's bigger think- fans as us lot you know <laughs> I mean, Hasbro, they have this protocol, they have, they make a, they do a pipeline reveal, then they get online and they have all this formality around it. And I guess they're, as we discussed right at the start of the show, they, they've got a very strict license. They're allowed to know certain things at certain times. But I, I think Geeky Tiki's is just, yeah, like you say, they're loving it. When you put that muglet set in the chat, I went straight on to buy it. I was gutted. There's literally the only country they say they ship to is the United States, not even a place like Canada and whatnot. I was just, I thought, oh, I would have loved those. Anything Cantina. I just, it's just gutted. It does feel like some of the, the retailers that we were looking at last year, so like Zavi had a lot of them. I think Amazon as well, they seem to have dried up on there. They, I know it doesn't feel like they've probably released that many, but it feels like there's lots of stuff being announced, but they're not showing up on any of the websites. No, I'd still, like, I'd still like that um, that Padme, you know, the, the throne room, the red with the white face. I think that's lovely, but I've never, I've never seen it available. Okay. Moving on then, as always, there's been a, well, obviously there's loads of stuff Star Wars gets announced, but we handpicked bits and pieces to just also cover, and there's been a smattering of interesting things. So, Mark, you could take us through this. First thing on the list, which when it first sort of pops up, I just thought, wow, that is so cool. An Amazon exclusive retro collection two-pack uh, available for pre-order, which is the IG-88 and Dengar two-pack. comes in a box box is a bit, a bit of a funny one really because it's got that dreadful weathering effect that the retro collection has on all the card backs now craig you you're another designer mate so you must have an opinion on on what this looks like to you but it just i don't know it, it kind of packaging sort of not that great really but the, the two figures are great available at amazon retail is 27 dollars uh, 28 dollars these are only available in the us i believe not available on amazon uk so uh, either get yourself a friend in america to get one to ship over to you or uh, another way of getting them probably on the secondary market uh, released on 1st of december this year so we're a bit of a wait for these totally see where you're coming from with the box it's uh i'm not sure what it's referencing is it, is it referencing those um like the three packs or no well they, they don't look like that it's just the word special i guess there's a little yellow kind of diagonal line i don't know why that's it's just yeah it's kind of i think they got the work experience boy to do it mate yeah i think they did i think they did mate <laughs> i think they really did but like i say two things dengar one of my favorites and IG88, so you can't really go wrong with those two characters. Just, just wish you'd 
done a bit more with the packaging design. You know, these things these days, it's all about the packaging, isn't it? It's not just about the toy, not just about the item. It's got to look good in the pack. Come on, Aspro, get your ass together. Has that been officially announced that it is US only? Because I, I know with some of these Amazon ones, the exclusives we've seen over the last couple of years, they the Amazon in the US tends to be a little bit more efficient than other parts of the world. And eventually we see them coming up for pre-order when someone can be bothered to put them on the system in the UK. So... Yeah, I don't know, to be honest with you, Dan. I mean, I, I've, I've had a quick look and I can't see anything on Amazon UK, but that might change, like you say. So fingers crossed we do get something over there. I mean, they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't. Yeah, it's a strange choice of figures, though. I mean, they're great figures. I've you know, got the originals, but out of nowhere, just to re- I mean, Empire 40th was two years ago now. And then just to release these two out of nowhere just seems a bit of an odd choice. I guess IG88's a, a rework of IG11, is he? So they already uh, had that in the bag. Well, the IG11, I mean, I think Stuart pointed out before, it's quite, a, it looks, you know, if you just held them up side by side, you go, oh, yeah, it's the same figure. But the, the detailing is quite a bit different on the IG11 to the IG88. Is it not just the, ba- not just the bandoliers? No. Okay. The Dengar, the uh, photograph on the Dengar character is slightly different from the vintage one. Uh, I don't know whether they've retouched it or it's a slightly different angle. It, it certainly looks a bit there's more facial defi- definition in that photograph on the on the on the pack. I don't know if you can see any of that. Yeah, it looks looks slightly different. It looks slightly more meaner. We've seen Boba Fett. We've seen IG Eleven. Let's uh, let's see if we see some of the other. But that'd be cool, wouldn't it? If we saw some of the other bounty hunters. And I think this goes back to what we were saying about prices going up if you know characters or certain things are in different series. So you never know. You might see something in Kenobi or possibly Andor. Okay, next is something that I'm, t- I'm tempted to get. I got the Mandalorian. <laughs> absolutely loved that and i bought that mainly based on the packaging because i thought the packaging was really cool this is the book of boba fett nerf limited edition star wars boba fett's ee3 blaster again what they've had to do with they've had to sort of color it slightly different differently like they have to do with all firearms these days they're sort of toy based but the uh, the level of detail is stunning for a nerf gun retails at 107.99 will be shipping sort of this time next year. There is a very cool box to go with it. Uh, it comes in like a, you lift the top of it up and it comes in like a display plint. It's really beautifully done. I've, I've talked myself into ordering one of these. I'm going to order one. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you, mate. It looks amazing, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I, I think it's probably one of my favourite things to come out of Book of Boba Fett, merchandising-wise. So, yeah, I can see myself ordering one of these. I saw this. I, that's why I laughed at the start. <laughs> I did see it. And I, thought, I wonder if Mark's going to get that to go with his other Nerf gun. You're going to have a collection of Nerf guns, Mark. Yeah. I've, I've ordered the pulse rifle as well. You know, the Aliens pulse rifle that they did. Oh, OK. Uh, I've ordered one of those as well. I mean, that comes in like some hideous yellow colour. So I'm, I'm going to get a, a mate of mine to spray it up in the correct uh, colours. Really beautiful product. Definitely. Third on the list is the Build-A-Bear Workshop online exclusive Bantha plush with saddle. Doesn't really look like a Bantha if you ask me. It looks, I don't know, it looks like a, a dog. I think my mum and dad had a dog that resembled more like this than a Bantha. There you go, Build-A-Bear for all you Build-A-Bear fans. My little girl would have loved that. We went to Build-A-Bear the other day, but these aren't in the shop, are they? I was a bit gutted because I might well have uh, grabbed one. Yeah, they're online only. To me, they've made a rookie error by showing the eyes. You don't see the eyes on the Bantha, do you? No, but look at his little eyes. Look at his little face. His little beard. You'd love I'm it. telling you, I'm telling you every time I look at Banthas, I see Craig, even in that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> right, Mission Fleet. 
Boba Fett Starship. Notice the uh, dropping of the name Slave One. God, that argument again. I don't know what age range this this, this is aimed at. It's slightly younger audience. Quite cool, actually. Very sort of nicely uh, sculpted. The Slave One in a Boba Fett figure based on Book of Boba Fett. So we get him in his black overalls and his brown boots. The the strange thing about this is uh, they've got like two guns mounted on the side of Slave One, sort of halfway along the hull. So not where the guns normally are, on the tail, right at the end. They've added two sort of firing gun mechanisms that fire little rockets out further along. And it just looks a bit strange, really. And you can take these out and put them on the wings, which... That's not Slave One, is it? Is, where have they had that from? Why not just move those elements and put them where the guns should be? It doesn't make any sense. Very strange. I, I guess younger kids will probably like it. But yeah, it's quite chunky. Uh, nice sort of paint scheme on it. This will be available in October, around October, uh, major retailers. And it'll set you back around $42. So that'll be about, what, 34 quid, something like that. 32, 33 quid uh, once it comes to the UK. So all you Book of Boba Fett fans of a younger age can uh, fill your boots with that one. Okay then, so the next one then we've got is from Gentle Giant. It's in the exclusive Luke Skywalker and Grogu Premier Collection 1 7th scale statue. It's going to stand just over 12 inches high. So it's a nice statue of Luke as he appears in the final episode of Mandalorian Season 2 holding Baby Yoda or Grogu. I still can't get used to calling that Baby Yoda. It's limited edition to 3,000 pieces and retails for $199 and comes out in the fall 2022. It's hard for some of these and it? it comes a bit of a toss-up doesn't it whether you get the hot toy or do you want a statue of it personally i think that the hot toys does look better i think just the, you know just the face and the way that it stands it's got a nice um the doorway piece it stands in at the bottom there but yeah i think i'll stick with the hot toys on that one the next one we've got is really nice so this is a an ahsoka tano versus darth maul diorama by sideshow collectibles so this is on the sideshow website it's coming up as 463 pounds the edition size is to be determined set to ship uh in september this year so or september to November this year. It's got the throne in the uh, the Mandalorian throne room. Um, there's a nice uh, back piece to that. And you've literally got Ahsoka and Darth Maul in, in mid-battle. So you've got Darth Maul coming up above Ahsoka with his lightsaber raised above his head, coming down to Slash. And uh, Ahsoka looking very dainty with uh, lightsabers flashing out to either side. I've, it looks beautiful. I think it's a really nice piece. If you're into the into the Clone Wars, this would be a great centrepiece to your collection. I think it looks, looks really good. It's really on. nice, but how breakable is it? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Everything everything hinges on their legs, doesn't it? <laughs> got swords sticking out, lightsabers, elbows, arms. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't last five minutes in RS. Well, it's got to get there first, right? So it's got to ship it halfway <laughs> yeah, across the world. So, yeah, I can imagine that being quite a big seller, though. It would look good once you've got it. Yeah, but, yeah, it's getting it there without it being broken. So that is uh, nearly 20 inches high. It's quite a big piece, and it's made of polystone. So the last one we've got there, I've got then, is the uh, Royal Selendor. Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. So this is it's the whole piece you get with this. So you get the gantry, um, you get Luke standing out on the on the edge of it, nursing his his uh, his wound where he's had his hand cut off, and and Darth Vader standing over him. Um, limited edition to five hundred pieces um, on the sideshow website. This is coming in at just over a thousand pounds. It's a it's a pretty pricey piece. It's twenty four and a half centimeters high, so just under a, a foot high. Weighs three and a half pounds. <laughs> 
bucks. The shipping weight is seven pounds. So the packaging for it's nearly the same weight as the actual product. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's seven pounds in weight shipped. I imagine it's going to be a hefty price tag on that. And yeah, it's uh, limited to 500 pieces. It's made of pewter. Stuart, you must you must love this. You love all this sort of stuff, all this, all this uh, almost jewellery almost, isn't it? Like the, the stuff we was looking at a couple of weeks ago. No. <laughs> so far off what i would be buying it's uh is there a market for this i don't see people showing this sort of stuff off on facebook no there, mu- there must be mustn't it is it the people who buy those little crystal things it's expensive tat that cloak looks like it's made of tinfoil it's dreadful you know the little metal figures you used to get the west end games the the little I think I don't know if they were made of lead, but they almost look like those lead figures that you paint yourself. The Star Wars um, Collectors Archive boys released a, a blog this week about the the old bootleg ones from the seventies. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, Star Trek galore. This this isn't much of an improvement from that stuff, is it really? But they're quite it's, common, so I'm just putting a couple of images into the chat here. This isn't the only one they do of these. So if you look down, you've got the um, Hildebrandt thing with Leia by Luke's feet. I've just found Mando. There's also, I think I just saw a land speeder on it. It's not like these are, there's loads of them. There's different price points with them. I mean, the land speeder's 500 odd dollars, uh, 500 odd pound as well. So it's not like they've just done one and are testing the market. There is a lot yeah. of them. And they're all limited runs of either 500 or 1,000. So they clearly are popular. They must be selling or you wouldn't just keep banging them out, would you? No. No, I think that just goes to show you that some fans just don't have any taste. <laughs> the Mandalorian one's quite nice. If I had to, if I had to pick one of the ones you've, you've, we've looked at, that, that one's not too bad. I don't know how big that is, but if it's of scale, it could look quite impressive. I mean, this red really? one, this is the cheapest one I've seen, but that's not too bad. How much is that one? 300 quid. Okay. I, I, I honestly think they're taking the mickey out of, out of <laughs> charging that sort of money. I mean, for, for that Vader and Luke diorama, what, what was it? $1,300. I just don't see where the value of the money, where's the value? Because it's really poorly sculpted. It's It just looks really naff. There's no there's no sort of real sort of craftsmanship gone into is, it. Um, is, pewter, is pewter really hard to work with? No, well, you just make it the same with plastic, isn't it? You just, you, you make a mould and then you pour it into it and then it pops. I guess so. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to work out why people are forgiving of this stuff. Only a few minutes ago, we were discussing how the hot toys faces look like real people. It's, uh, I mean, this pewter stuff's been around for years as well, hasn't it? I mean, there's always yeah, been yeah. this stuff kicking around with its key rings or tankards or whatever. But maybe there's just a little subcult of collectors who go nuts for this stuff, and they're being serviced very well by Royal Selangor, and we need to find them and get them on a show because I'd love to know why. <laughs> what about that lightsaber, Mark? That there's a stand that comes with that. Well, that that that's a different thing, isn't it? That that actually looks relatively like a prop. So to me, I mean, you you really couldn't get anything like that wrong, could you? If you're making out a pewter, it's going to look like a lightsaber. Yeah, I understand that. But what we're talking about here is like ornaments of of, of figures, and I just don't see the value. I don't see the value. I don't see the craftsmanship at all. How much is that lightsaber, Stuart? Three hundred and thirty. I mean the mm-hmm. price points. I've just put a load in the um in the chat here from a Tie Fighter lightsaber, Falcon, a BB-8, Ray, Landspeeder. BB-8's like one hundred and thirty quid. The, the price points are all over the place. The Falcon five fifty. Uh, the Tie Fighter is only one hundred and forty seven pound. I mean it doesn't make much rhyme or reason, and the heights are all very similar on all of them. It's very um all over the place price point. Is that lightsaber hill one... full size, or is that is that a uh, miniature? 
Let me have a look for you, Daniel. Do you think that would have more material than anything else? So the product size, the 29 centimetres. Yeah, probably about about the right thing. Yeah, width six centimetres. Yeah, yeah, probably is around around the correct. I mean, you're talking about the weight of the packaging. It's the same on here. The item is 1.9 pounds. And the packaging's nearly four pounds. Well, yeah, excuse pack- me. So it's like double the packaging's double the weight of the item. Although this has got a stand with it, so once it's on its stand, it's a bit of a mm. bit of a different item. But that first Hildebrand uh, product that you've um, you posted up in the chat. I mean, it looks bloody awful. That is horrendous, isn't it? That is terrible. I mean, it looks dreadful. The 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 casting, the sculpting, it just looks so poor. And then the backdrop behind it, just you know, it looks so cheap. That's something you get out of a cracker. It's not great at all. It looks like he's something out of a horror show. One of his eyes like sunk in his head. No, the the lightsaber and that last image. I, that I can quite, get on board with those. I yeah. can get completely on board with those. Those those look fine. If, especially if they're one-to-one scale. Are they, are they one-to-one scale? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, well, it's, it's nearly a foot long, so it's got to be. Right, OK. So I, I, I get those. But there's also other companies that do lightsaber hilts and blades and stuff like that. And I would imagine they're probably cheaper. I don't know. So like, it's quite ornamental, isn't it? I, I, I know we're sitting here having a pop at these, but I'm sitting here thinking I might pre-order that. <laughs> Bloody hell, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's crossing my mind I'm not saying I'm going to but it's crossing my mind that that's, stand needs a bit of work though doesn't it it's a bit lackluster it's a bit sort of bit of an afterthought but the idea of it I like I think it's quite um, yeah I, I like I like same it helps I, I, I think the pewter works very well naturalistically like I say they look like props but the, the other stuff mm. I just don't get I, just, I don't see it I don't see the value land <laughs> Yeah, this is normally something that would completely pass me by. Something that happens over there that wouldn't ever be on my radar. Not something I'd be interested in. What they are, are yet another of these little kind of blind bagged affairs aimed at younger kids. It's all headline Disney. It's all branded Disney. But what they are, are uh, Disney mini brands, right? And from what I can tell, there's like a little kind of plastic chocolate orange segmented orange that you open and you get inside tiny little replicas of toys in their packaging so there's a hell of a lot of disney stuff princesses and mickey mouses and there's buzz lighters in there there's a bit of marvel stuff i've seen um examples of the star wars ones so there's stuff that they sell in the disney store like the toy box so one of them is the the toy box princess leia and it comes on a tiny little card with a tiny little bubble but I really like the Elite series. So they've got an Elite series C-3PO and it must be 40 millimeters high about from the, from the photo. And it's a and it's a perfect little replica of the Diecast Elite series toy of C-3PO. We've talked about these quite a bit early on when we started. They were quite the thing. But it's got the it's got the uh, the foil blocking on the silver of the uh, the edge of the box. You've got a little kind of gold C-3PO in there. I just thought it was really cute and and i wondered what you guys thought i know i put it in the in the hub on our little facebook group and it got radio silence but i'm not giving I up i know i can see in your I've got, i can see a vision of your future craig you're going to go into smith's toys you're going to buy a case of these and you're going to come home and you're going to do an unboxing video do you know what dan while i was putting these links together i made a live purchase <laughs> what a case no i've just bought i've just bought that little three pair one time look at it Oh, you can just buy them in. I thought you had to. Well, I thought they were blind bags. There's one. There's one on eBay being sold. Oh, got you. Three ninety nine with free posting. Oh, you should go and buy them out the shop and unbox them. Just be one of those people. 
To be honest with you, Craig, I'm not sure which is worse, the pewter stuff or this stuff. I d- I don't judge it on the quality of the sculpt. Judge it on the idea, because I just think it's really sweet. I think it's, if, I think it's if, a teeny tiny action figure in a box. <laughs> yeah, I think if they were like done like vintage ones, then yeah, I'd probably be on board. But they, they, I, they, I have absolutely no connection with these whatsoever. Well, they, collect- they are lost on me. I collected the elite figures, um, so I, I, this teeny tiny C-3PO is going to sit on the shelf next to the full-size one. I just thought it was quite interesting and where it might lead to. I don't know. An interesting concept for, for I, one I of think, these blind I think bags. this is a bit of a thing, isn't it? I don't think it's just Disney doing it. I think Hasbro might have done a run of these as well. And you could, the little action figures on cards is ringing bell and the blind yeah. bag things. I'm sure there's other ranges that do this. I'm not sure whether they cover any Star Wars. Can you remember um, when um, Marks and Spencers did a promotion where they were uh, giving away like um, little tiny versions of their products and the kids went absolutely mad for them every time we went shopping with uh, my wife they come back with hordes of these little products like little tiny cartons of orange juice or little ready meals in boxes little tiny things they, they, they went absolutely nuts for them it reminds me of those it smacks of uh, some sort of japanese thing doesn't it teeny tiny recreations of, of real world things but i quite like that that little doll's house sized action figure quite like it that kind of brings us to the end of our uh, to our items. I mean, the Star Wars Celebration Store has revealed a couple of bits and pieces. I think it's going to be very Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary heavy this year, judging by the T-shirts and the logo. But there's only a couple of bits on there so far. I mean, I don't know who's wanting a Death Star potato masher. Makes no sense to me, that. But um, I reckon, I've got a funny feeling that, I don't if anyone pops onto the Star Wars Celebration, they do are doing stylized roll plushes. So they're kind of like long, kind of, you know, like those cuddle piddles you can kind of hook yourself around. They've got a Chewbacca, R2, 3PO and Yoda. And I've got a funny feeling that Craig may have all four laying down in a suitcase, bringing them back. <laughs> on the way back but um, it would protect all the tiki mugs wouldn't it that is it good point (laughs) yeah i mean the odor one looks quite scary he looks like a massive cucumber with some funny hairy ears we've all had a cucumber in the fridge that looked like that yeah so (laughs) anyone who says the modern market is dead i mean it is a constant flow isn't it so boys before we shut up everything we've spoken about tonight what's the one thing you would love to add we know mark is going to go with the royal selengors we'll come to him in a minute dan Ooh, I'm going to go with the Dark Trooper Black Series. Really? Okay. Might great. Like that. I'm going to be nice and I'm going to buy Jez. This is, we make, this is make-believe, isn't it? I'm going to buy Jez the Lego Red 5 helmet because I think it looked great next to his, uh, his gentle giant thing that's en route. Nice. What would you get for yourself, though, Craig? Come back to me. Okay, Mark? I- I'm going to be completely selfish and have the uh, Boba Fett Nerf Blaster. Thank you very much. Good shout, good shout. I think there's two things that I would proper like to add and probably may do. I want that mini Muglet 4-pack from Tiki. I love the Cantina Aliens. I'd love just to add them. And the Boba Fett Deluxe Hot Toy, the quarter scale. The thing's beautiful. I think it would look really, really nice. So for myself, I'm going to go for the Black Series, The Client, because it comes from that great tradition of Star Wars figures of which Chancellor Valorum belongs. Old man action figures. Who doesn't love them? I bet you had Harry Boots from Black Hole, didn't you? (laughs) He's the only Black Hole figure I had as a kid. (laughs) I mean, that is the ultimate old man action figure. That is Harry Booth. And his little jumper. Grey trousers, grey jumper, grey shoes, no accessories. Ernest, an Ernest Borgnine action figure for crying out loud. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I bet you 20 quid, right, this will either go one or two ways. 
he will either become like really sought after because they didn't make that many of them and people are absolutely screaming it'd be really rare or it'll be a proper peg warmer like some of the rogue one figures they didn't do a bad job with him no he looks good but i just think i think he's either going to be really rare or he's going to be like just can't give him away i come without any baggage of knowledge of previous elements of the story or characters and situations doesn't matter uh, and of course uh, the real Star Wars fans, they, they come anyway. If you like to watch Geelong while you're listening to what we're talking about, of course, go head over to YouTube, watch the enhanced version of this. Just first for Generation Skywalker. Give us a subscribe over there. Uh, it goes a long way. We appreciate that. You can find us on all social media, Instagram and Twitter. Again, just search for Generation Skywalker. On Facebook, we have our official Facebook page. And we also have the We Are Generation Skywalker page where you can join in the conversation and start posts and uh, slowly building up. And hopefully we'll post a bit more on there if we get our bottoms into gear. And of course, you can just head over to www.generationskywalker.com where you can find links to all our shows, all the enhanced shows. And uh, there is a series of blogs. I mean, Craig, you have today updated your looking blog. So um, updates all the time. There's loads of unboxing videos going on at the moment. Yeah, go and delve in and see what you what you fancy involving yourself in. Boys, great to talk modern, but it is for this show. Goodbye from Mark. Goodbye. Goodbye from Craig. <coughs> That's what I've been muting all night. Thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> and it is goodbye from Dan. This is the way. And it is goodnight from me. And we're Generation Skywalker. Walker.